listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and today, in a completely unprecedented move, Caleb is not with me as a co-host, uh, as he always is, but today, Caleb is with me as a guest, as part of the legendary musical rock group, Long Since Forgotten. <laughs> I get to be a guest today. I'm very happy That's about true. that. That's true. Legendary. Uh, so, Caleb, since we kind of know you already, uh, do you want to introduce the uh, the rest of your band? Yeah, yeah. So uh, joining us today uh, are Stephen, Jeffrey, and Joshua of Long Since Forgotten, uh, all together in one room, hopefully uh, practicing pandemic safety uh, in uh, in Syracuse, New York. Um, yes, and this is this is the closest yes. that I get to hanging out with you guys, and I miss you. Oh, we miss you miss too. You too dude. Miss you too. I love you, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Steve. <laughs> now, Caleb, love you, you like a brother. Jeff- yeah, Caleb, you and Josh have known each other for quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell the story of how you two met? Yeah. Um, God, it would be almost thirty-nine years ago. Uh, we met uh, when I was just an infant. Uh, in fact, mm, a newborn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although Josh probably remembers it better than I do. <clears throat> I would hope. Vaguely. <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> Josh, how did you feel having a brother? Um, apparently, I felt the need to feed you carrots <laughs> or something. That's, that's a story that uh, 
that the parents like to tell me. Which is it? I almost accidentally killed you because you were a baby and I was <laughs> trying to feed you food. <laughs> so clearly you've been pushing that vegetarian agenda for your whole life, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate yes. uh, in multiple ways. You know, one, because it was newborn and not capable of eating carrots, but also I fucking hate carrots. So <laughs> I wonder why. Maybe it's because <laughs> that, that moment made you hate them. We yeah. reach. Okay. Traumatic. I didn't know if we could say fuck on this. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. writing. <laughs> oh, we fucking swear all the time. It's fine. Oh, sweet. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's a podcast. No one listens to this. It's fine. There's no rules. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we just throw the E tag on there. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Go. Actually, I was uh, just so looking I, at our podcasts in a, a different app earlier, and I saw the E, and for just a second, I was like, what does that mean? That <laughs> 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 means excellent. Excellent, yeah. excellent yeah. podcast. Yes. They yeah. only give it to the highest of caliber or productions. It's flair. Maybe E for, yeah. e for effort? Yeah. So, yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> e was a failing grade when I was in school. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so uh, it, it occurs to me that for the sake of our listeners, uh, listener, I don't know, we might have several by now, uh, that it might be helpful for each person to go around and, and say who they are and what they do in the band. That way we can kind of put a voice to the name. Okay. Yeah. Well, so this this voice right now, this is Jeff. Uh, I typically play guitar. Sometimes I'm tasked with other things, not musical, but mostly, <laughs> mostly play the guitar. This is mysterious. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, now I want to know what those other things are. Yeah. What the fuck is? <laughs> nothing illicit. <laughs> it's just usually driving. Uh, handling it's like usually technical drugs. stuff. <laughs> yes, yes, it's usually usually drugs. Wow. Jeff Jeff handles the drugs. Yeah. he's the drug mule of the band. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's important to have one of those. Actually, speaking of Jeff, can you get some drugs right now? Uh, he, actually, yes. Steve, do you have any can, drugs? <laughs> speaking of <Well>. Steve, <laughs> speaking of Steve. Yeah, uh, I'm Steve, and I played, play, played, whatever, drums in, in Long Since Forgotten, so, hi. And what are your, yeah. some of your other duties? That was pretty, and sleeping in the van when we were oh. driving across the country. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. very important and, part of being in a van. Uh, getting drunk in the van with Caleb. Yes. Hanging out <laughs> the windows. Hanging out the window. Yeah. In the van. <laughs> Long before yeah. I knew what open that's container was for. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> for reference, this is 20 years, 15 years ago. We, uh, for that. reference, this is well outside the statute of limitations <laughs> anyone who is listening. <laughs> wow. Don't even bother reporting this. Yeah. Um, and I'm Josh. I did some singing and about half the singing along with my brother Caleb and I played guitar. I'm Caleb and I'm Wait, you guys are brothers. Random things. Yeah. What? That's why Caleb. you look so similar. <laughs> yes. I just put that together. <laughs> I said it already, but I played bass. And Josh said that yes. I sang, oh, which cool. is also true. You guys are here to talk about uh, an album that you released recently in the grand scheme of the universe, uh, but kind <laughs> yes. of a while ago in like, you know time for as, for us as humans uh which is the album standing room only from i believe 2004 is that correct yes yeah, that sounds about right yeah yeah i think so yep so who wants to tell us uh the name of the song we heard coming into the podcast and talk about it a little bit 
So that was Prize Fighter off of our uh, legendary album, Standing Room Only. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say right now. Um, well, Prize Fighter, the beginning part of it was way different when we demoed it. And then when we went into the studio, Ed changed. Ed Rose, the guy that produced the album, uh, who's amazing. He changed it so it was like, instead of straight 4-4, four, four, it was like, I don't know what it is. Is it 3-4? Yeah, 7-8. 7-8? Yeah, it's in 7. So like, yeah, that's a good call out. You're so expecting like, it to go one more and then it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. It's sneaky. Yeah. Like there's footage or like a, we have a recording somewhere of us doing the demo or before we actually went to the studio to record it. And it's actually in 4-4. Four, four, and it, he kind of thought like, it could bring the song a little bit more energy if we just cut the last bar of that intro off. So we did. We kind of like, Steve just kind of like learned it on the fly. He's like, hey, this is a production idea I have for this song. We didn't actually record that song first. I mean, I think it was a little bit later in the process. I think we did it in like alphabetical order, the album, right? Yeah, I think so. Wait, wait. So you don't record the album like in the order that's released in track listing. I know it's no. weird, right? <laughs> no, we How actually had like we had a ton of different versions of like which which songs should be where, like first, second, third. Um, and then and, we still got it finally, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> still. I think everybody came up with like, no, this has got to be like this, and then finally we just decided on what what it is now. Yeah. So, yeah, and no. the intro is just cool. Like the whole, he just kind of sent us that idea um, of him. Uh, of just Steve's intro kind of leading into that. I think he just took the drums that you played, or did you play the intro like that? And then, no, and played, then the effect happened. I played the intro like that, and but he was like, hey, don't do it 4-4, four, four, do it 7-8 or whatever. And right, I was right. probably like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was exactly how it went down. <laughs> yeah, and then he kind of probably, I don't know, probably explained it differently, and then I just played it, I guess. And then yeah. That's what happened. Riveting content. Yeah, <laughs> I think that is how it went down. But No, I'm, uh, I'm glad we talked about that because that's one of the things that grabs me right away about this record. And I think it's it's a really great move to intro the, the record like that because it, it does kind of, uh, it's, it's a little jarring, but in a good way. So it really grabs your attention and makes you focus on what's happening. Um, so that's, I mean, I love this track as an opener because it just grabs you right away and, and makes you want to listen to it. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that was maybe one of the first songs that you came up with for wasn't it early on that we started playing that? Yeah, I, I feel I, like it's in like a yeah. It definitely I was. Remember, yeah, I was working in a like one of those like call center jobs. It was like in between tours, and uh, yeah, the, the part time throwaway jobs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I luckily made friends with the one of the managers, and he let me have leave of absences and stuff. But it was you know it was a cubicle job, and it was like one of those you know. You, know, you would work like these weird like afternoon shifts and get out late and I had no life. So I would be awake till like three in the morning and have to go back to work at like noon <laughs> every day, you know? And it, it was like, you know, the prime hours where, you know, you didn't have any social life except for, you know, band practice, which was fine with me, but it was also kind of depressing as well, you know? Is that so, the song's about? Yeah, yeah. It was, it's literally about... The lyrics are uh, like waiting, like W A D I N G. Sometimes some people interpret it as waiting, like I'm just waiting in a room kind that, of thing. But it's waiting, including me until just now. 
It's like so the uh, the the mess is all the all the shit work that you don't want to do there. That's just mundane, and you know you're just trying to um, establish leads for a product you don't care about or believe in, and you know the. Uh, I never made commission. I, it was a commission job, which I never, I never hit <laughs> commission ever. <laughs> so it was just. Uh, so it was you just were super all about my good experience at it then. <laughs> there. Oh yeah, I was really good at it. Awesome. Well, as soon was... as soon as my buddy got late or got or left the company, <laughs> I got laid off. That's how. That's how good I was at that nice. job. But I'm uh, much happier not being there. So I looked up the record on Genius Lyrics uh, just to oh, no. just to see if it, if like any of it at all was right. Um, there's no artwork and they're missing the last track, um, but just pulled up the the lyrics for this song and they actually did get it right. So I don't know okay, if that's cool. because like nice. you submitted to somewhere and they got published or like somebody was like I'm gonna do this and they did. Uh, well, the lyrics are. I think we actually published the lyrics in the oh. original. Compact disc. Transcribed by one scholar, user oh. Pressburg. So thank you, Pressburg. Oh, thank you, Pressburg. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Compact disc. Wow, what a <coughs> outdated format in 2020, huh? <laughs> yeah. We just had a discussion about this the other day because, like, my car is so old that it still runs like it's a navigation system on a map on a CD in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that how it works? Like, yeah, yeah, that's really how it no works. No fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, no, it was magic for a while. Then I was like, "Oh wait, hold on." <laughs> you go over too many bumps and it stops. Um, but like I, I uh, th- like the battery died the other day on it, and I had to, uh, you know, it's, the battery's fine. Like recharged it, but I the the software that literally runs the stereo is also on that disc, and the disc is so like, you know terrible now it's like so beat up that it won't load anymore and so the, the stereo won't turn on so like it, that's like next on the list of okay well we need to fix this because i, I need the radio or something so the, here so this whole band thing worked out well for you oh yeah it's perfect <laughs> yeah no this is like oh, i'm gonna get rid of this car soon and it just won't die so <laughs> well, it sounds yeah. like it's starting to or trying yeah. to oh, yeah. yeah you're fucked, i think it's man. i think it's showing its age yeah <laughs> It, it wants to die, but it can't. Yeah. <laughs> Why won't you let it die, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, Caleb. Yes. Who? Oh, ultimate fake book. So that's hell yeah. The the chorus is almost of that song is almost like a is almost like a like a little. I guess the feeling of the chorus was kind of like my little homage to the tell me what you want song. That by song is so fucking ultimate good. fake book. If like, you listen to the pattern, that's the exact pattern of, <clears throat> of the chorus of that song. It was kind of like, you know, uh, it was just like a way of us making the songs a little bit more rock, I guess, than the last, than the previous record as well. And I just, I remember seeing that band and thinking they just had a really cool vibe. And Ed also produced that record too, which is, you know, all these bands that we were really into really kind of revolved around um, that whole Lawrence, Kansas scene and, and a lot of the bands that associated with those dudes. Yeah, I never made that connection, but I absolutely hear it because that song is a jam. Yeah, it's sweet. <clears throat> Another well, fun also fact. Also for reference. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Caleb. No, you. I was just going to say for <laughs> for reference, <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, because Josh mentioned Kansas. Like we recorded the album in at uh, Black Lodge recording in Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, Caleb. I know say a, a, a fun fact about this track. It's also the only song from this record that we did uh, a video for. Don't oh, yeah. I, I will include <laughs> a link to that in the show notes. You're <laughs> oh, fantastic. such a bitch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> you get to see uh, baby versions of us all uh, with uh, long hair and tight jeans and just... No facial hair. Rocking yeah, the fuck probably out. no facial hair. Yeah, yeah no, no, yeah, well, no facial I don't hair think we in the could entire grow facial band. Hair. I mean, I could, but <laughs> I didn't want to show up. Yeah. Well, you had a... You had a giant, giant ass beard in your senior photo. <laughs> Thank you. Caleb, did you have giant sideburns in the video? Probably. I think I did have yeah, my, oh yeah. uh, my mutton chop sideburns. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if anyone who listens to this knows anything about our band, but I think that was one of the first songs where I was kind of um, probably only the second song I'd written that was kind of diverging from like, as far as under this band name, from like relationship stuff. Like and stuff I was, you know, a lot of times your lyrics are like ways to work through things that happen in your life. And, you know, that was kind of my, one of my first or second steps outside of that realm, which was kind of helped shape the way for other songs and the way I wrote lyrics, I guess. Like not writing about relationships with people in general or like girlfriends and stuff. Well, just any, any kind of, like that was more of like a relationship with a thing that like a, you know, a job, right. Versus, you know, politics or, you know, they kind of helped me learn how to write about politics and break out of writing from experience with another human being. Oh, okay. Yeah. More like a self experience. The song was the moment, uh, it marked the moment that Josh gave up on any kind of human connection. That's true. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nice. (laughs) I mean, sometimes, I mean, Think about a job you've had that made you not want to have human <laughs> connection, you know? Yeah. Jeez. Most of them. <clears throat> yeah. IT. Kitsy, did or, you want to spend like 20 to 30 minutes on each song? Do we wanna... Yeah, <laughs> at least. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you can edit out all the parts that are not interesting, so we'll have a five-minute podcast. So there's... I will. Don't worry. <laughs> I, was, I do oh, it every week. God. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't talking shit, Josh. I really... It's okay. that was, no, I'm... Oh, man. Fuck. Now I feel like an asshole. Uh-oh. What does this mean? The meeting has been upgraded by the host and now includes unlimited minutes. Sweet. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Kitsy. Yes. Huh. Nice. I didn't do anything. Zoom just it's gave like, me a thing. It was like, we have a gift for you. You don't have to worry about the 40-minute limit. And I'm like, yeah. that's good, because I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah, me too. Zoom's listening. Like, this is going to take a lot fucking longer. Than yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> These guys are total fucking amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> this, they can't even stay on topic. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing is uh, they'll, they'll let anyone do a podcast. Literally so, anyone. Like, Literally, yes. like, like we, Caleb and I started this podcast. Nobody tried to stop us, not no. once. <laughs> <laughs> I do three you know, now, just, and like, yeah, there's been no protests whatsoever. Yeah, you, you think right. at some point the government would step in and be like, Caleb, you cannot do another podcast. I'm waiting for my stern letter from the FCC, <laughs> <laughs> the Federal Caleb Communication. <laughs> Wow. That, yeah, that should be your intro to every podcast. I'm still waiting for my stern letter from the FCC. Yeah. Well, it's the he Caleb... actually means Howard Stern. Is really <laughs> <what he's doing. laughs> it's, it's the Caleb Coy division of FCC. So it's the FCCCC, right? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I'm gonna add that to my uh, to my network bio. Fuck still, him, yeah. still waiting. <laughs> 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 oh, that is the the FCC. <laughs> so hey, yeah, do don't we, be a dick, uh, Josh. Do you want to? <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't hear. Do, I didn't hear. I I don't know. Uh, do we want to move on to uh, another song? Yeah. Yeah. There's actually a song called Another Song, but well, that's for another day. No, I'm kidding. We, are we just like going in order? Or is it? Yeah. How do you? Yeah, how do you we, usually, oh, yeah, yeah. we usually highlight like four songs. We usually oh, do like four fuck. or five. Okay. And, and since uh, since we're going to do the new song last, we'll probably do four songs from this record if that's cool. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I so think, now you got to now you got to pick your favorites. I think we have to talk about On My Way. Whenever we'd play it, it was it became a, a fan favorite pretty quickly from that record. We got requests for it all the time and stuff. So, and Caleb sings that, and I think uh, I think he nailed that. And he also um, there's there's some cool features from uh, 
from a, a friend of ours named Luke, which Luke Dow. Yeah, Luke Dow. Yeah, yeah. So, I think we definitely need to talk about that song. Yeah, that song's fucking awesome. I don't really know how this song got to be as as well received as it was, but uh, I uh, I enjoy it. It's I like listening to it. I love that. So um, we have this really great like long intro that like you like your two guitars just kind of dancing around on this uh, delay uh, lead part uh, with each other over like Steve and I just have this steady rhythm going, and I think it. It really just kind of like draws you into it, and then suddenly it's the staccato uh, rhythm uh, as everything else drops out. And I think, like, I think like that was what really like caught me about like the final version of this song and why it was so fun to listen to and to play. And the, the, I think yeah. the funny thing is too, but since you're talking about that intro, um, I think there's a couple like. I think we're all, like we always like to put little homages in our songs to like friends bands and like bands and stuff like that and i remember like um i don't know if darian listens to this but like <laughs> this afternoon and they had some cool their drummer had like a zill bell and would play these cool drum patterns and and uh, we were like that would be really cool to kind of <clears throat> incorporate something like that into one of our songs and just steve just came up with this awesome drum pattern for the intro and that always i think i always wanted to make like a like kind of sample that and make like a hip hop song out of just that intro beat. Cause I think it would just oh, yeah. be so rad. I feel like there was never a band um, that we played with whose drummer didn't geek the fuck out over that part too. <laughs> like yeah, every single definitely. live show, like um, somebody was like, dude, that part was so amazing. And I like, you yeah. see people talking to him about like buying their own Zillbell because of it. <laughs> well, that's yeah. well, I got a Zillbell cause yeah. of Brian. Brian. Yeah. 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 I, I, I Personally, I like this song a lot because this is one of those songs from the record that was, I think we wrote it pretty much organically on the spot in the practice room. Yeah. We were just, I think it I, it all started because Steve came up with this, this like drum beat. And uh, from there, we were all just kind of screwing around and it kind of immediately solidified into something. And so, uh, I mean, whenever I hear this now, it's, it's, it feels like, a, it still has that, that raw, like, chemistry to it which i really like yeah i feel like i remember we also just, wrote the uh i say i feel like i was gonna say we also wrote that intro lead like kind of on the spot in the studio too because yeah the original intro was different yeah, yeah it was very different it was almost like it was almost like a harmonizing like picking thing that we were doing like like a like a almost like a muted yeah. picking thing. yeah it was much more staccato <laughs> yeah yeah Is it, did you change that did ed tell you like say you yeah, should change just it or? like See if you can come up with something like a little different or better, uh, you know, than this part. Because I mean, we had friends that really liked it. We would play it with our, uh, you know, with our friends' bands, and they were like very mathy. And we were like, let's come up with this kind of like mathy intro. And I think I think I'd made the right call on that. Well, we, he did a few little production ideas, but I mean, most of it, like we had like ninety five percent of the songs, and he'd only change a. Well, couple I remember things. there was a couple songs that like like this one and. I don't know, but when walking into the control room, when you had redone like the intro part and it was like, oh yeah, that, that fits yeah. way better. That's awesome. a little spacier kind of made the intro breathe and kind of let people sit on that drum intro for a while. And then how Caleb's like bass is just really like, it's almost like a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just a three note drone. 
And like I remember yeah, yeah. like when we were drone is a really good word. When we were writing in like early days of practice in the song, I remember just playing that those three notes on repeat and just kind of like spacing out to like how like <laughs> <laughs> like how like um What's the the word that I'm looking for? How satisfying it is to just play like a, a steady repeating rhythm like that and just let everything else float around it. And that's why like I think I love listening back to this and hearing the the drums and the guitars doing the really cool stuff while I'm just like just rolling underneath. Well, I mean, it, it almost has like a mineral kind of feel if you don't add all the the rock elements immediately following it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But also, I mean. Caleb's fucking vocals in it are amazing. Yeah, he he like and that chorus that he belts it's out. It's so good. What the hell? And I still like when we do reunion shows and stuff. That fucking song is so fun to play, especially yeah. like the last chorus part. And then when Josh and Jeff have your the harmonizing guitar thing, it's <laughs> oh my god! It's like it's it's so fucking fun. Like oh, I remember writing that that bridge part, the big breakdown where you two like harmonize on the on the lead there and just how like the first time that you guys hit those notes together I was like fuck that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> I think up to up to I mean that was like the most like rock and roll thing we'd ever done <laughs> like the dueling harmonizing guitar oh, and part anytime that shit I was like yes we that is what we need to do more of <laughs> Did you ever uh, like on stage go back to back playing that part? Like, <laughs> all the time. Yes. 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 Oh, I was just, fucking, dude, dude, Steve dude. was just telling you got to tell this story, Steve. Oh fuck! I told this last. Was it last night? Yeah, we were sitting so, on the fire. Where were Caleb? You might remember where we were, but it was part of. Okay, so we were on tour for like three months, and we the first part of the tour we played a shitload of shows, and then the middle part, like for two weeks, is when we recorded this album. And then we went back on the road for another month or whatever. Anyway, so before we started recording it, we were playing a bunch of these songs live, and one of them was on my way. And um, I don't know where the fuck we were, like Alabama or some shit. And um, so we're playing at a bar and has like a kind of a proper stage. And pretty much oh, the only people in attendance were the other bands and like their friends. And we were going on last, which is like kind of shitty for being an out of town band. Like you want the local band to go last so people stick around. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so. We, we, you know, hung out and watched all these other bands. And then when we were about to play, they just went outside and were hanging out in the parking lot. And I think this is when Josh still had like his wireless guitar set up. And he fucking walks off stage and opens up the front door and was like, hey, we watched your shitty bands play. So if you guys could come in and fucking watch us play, that would be great. So, but anyway, so, but Kitsy, so like they, you know. Luckily, they like were like, "Oh, sorry," and, like came in and watched. But so we get to fucking on my way, and <laughs> wait, give Caleb a minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Go, go on without me. Well, and we so so we're playing on my way, and we get to the part in the song with the with Josh and Jeff doing their like fucking amazing guitar parts that are harmonizing. And they went back to back. So I'm like playing, and I watch them go back to back. I'm like, "Fuck, this is like." Van Halen or something. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and after the show, after the show, Luke, again, who like sang on the album version of the song, he was our merch guy at that point, like, and came up to um, 
to Josh or something after the show. It was like, you guys are such assholes. That was the coolest fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just this harmonizing back-to-back guitar in this sh- sweaty, shitty bar. In the of the it, was, yeah. I, it was great. I think I just wanted to make like the local bands feel bad. You know, for a second, like, wow, we almost... I like, didn't I just feel like I was like a really good show for these guys, yeah, you know? I think that's all I really wanted to happen. <laughs> that's a, And that's, that makes sense. Oh. And uh, you already... Uh, Steve was talking about how, like, after a, like a month or and a half in, you hit your stride, and they were just, like, oh, yeah. super tight, you know? Yeah. Just, oh, it, yeah. It just felt really good. Yeah, because we, like, spent the entire first half, like, kind of really solidifying these songs and, like knowing like being confident in them so that we could go in the studio and not fuck up entirely and then we spent two weeks in the studio like basically completely rewriting them and then come out with like this whole new energy and like i had like completely different bass lines and you guys had these like badass leads and we're like fuck yeah we're like this really came together and you touched on this uh, already but like our, our buddy luke that was with us he came for the the first half of the tour uh, up through like half or so, maybe a little more than half of the recording. And he was doing some like acoustic sets, opening some of the shows and stuff like that. But, um, oh, yeah. He was in, uh, you know, some pop punk bands in, in high school and college. And I always fucking loved his voice. And, uh, I told him, like, I want you to do a harmony on this track. And he's like, I mean, I'm, I'm leaving like tomorrow. I was like, just fucking do it anyway. So he got up early, <laughs> met Ned down in the studio, and laid down a harmony track before I'd even laid down the the main vocal. And then I walked in and recorded my main vocal like after he had like flown home. And I was like, "Holy shit, this sounds so good!" <laughs> His harmony was just yeah. fucking spot on. Without it, like I mean, he had heard us play the song, so he knew it. But like without there being any reference point for him, and he just fucking nailed it. And I think it's one of the best yeah. parts of the entire song. Oh, it's, it's so, so cool because it ran. It randomly sounds like a uh, like almost like a Nashville three piece <laughs> harmony kind of thing you would hear, and like you know, I don't know, like not bluegrass, but you know what I'm talking about, like an old time yeah. country kind of song. Yeah, and it, but it like yeah. it really works for that part. It, plus his his the tonal quality of his voice was is so good, mm-hmm. and it uh it it yeah, I can remember them being in the studio like I was in the control room and uh, Ed's at the desk and Luke's in the in the booth and they just do like three or four different versions of of this like take and then they find one at like the right harmony that they like and then they change it. And then do another like a, a slightly different harmony, and it was, and I just sit there going, "How I, I can't I can't sing clearly." If you've ever heard me sing, I can't sing. I got kicked out of a, I got kicked out of the booth once. So <laughs> we'll, tell, we'll tell that story in a minute. Uh, yes, but, uh, please. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, the um, just just to be able to to see that go down and watch like this. Here's this this kid that I like grew up with. Who's just like, just totally like hands off the wheel. Let's just do it, you know. And he got it right, and it's it sounds amazing. Yeah, Luke was. The, the, you guys follow him on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. 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 God, he's the coolest motherfucker. But, um, <laughs> if you, I miss you, Luke. If we, if you listen to this, but there's a, a specific part in the song I want to kind of call out, like a production thing that I think I think we were working on just random sounds with guitars. And Ed had this kind of, we wanted it to kind of like, like push the, 
like the bridge up a lot, you know, kind of give it like a, almost like a separation from the rest of the song. And there's this like split second right before that. Um, I think it's like a, like a, a B sharp hits like the, the bridge is just like the B sharp and the G like kind of going back and forth right before that first B sharp hits. There's like this zzz, like kind of thing going on. And I, I don't know if you remember how we did it, Jeff or whatever, but if we, he was you where we were using like slides and like big muff pedals or something, I don't know, mm. but it, it was just, it's just a really cool moment that I like that just really um, kind of creates a, almost like a cool feeling, you know, like, holy crap, this something big is a, just about to happen right before the, uh, that little solo kicks in. Yeah. There was a lot of fun um, production that happened on this song specifically. Um, yeah. And I don't remember what happened coming right into that, um, you know, that B minor chord, but it was, a. There was so many little instances where it was like, oh, we have like, we're going to take like 35, 40 minutes and just find the perfect little thing and, uh, and build around that. And it was, yeah, it was, it was really nice to be able to have the freedom to do that and to also have like outside input that just had, you know, a, a different ear. And I think that's one of the things I liked the most about working with that, especially on that record, because there, there was extra time to do yeah. some of that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we like the first record we made in like what a week and then this record we had like 2 weeks, which I mean <laughs> Well, we it's, uh, we still took I think an extra couple days after that, but yeah, still it was we, nice to be able that's the that's a huge difference between the first and second record is that we had more time to work on like fun details. Yeah. We really kind of and, poke at it, you know. And before we made it, we were we had uh was it like a week or a long weekend to hang out in that barn, wherever the fuck it was, where we, oh, yeah. we rehearsed for, yeah. Yeah. for, you know, however many days before we even got into the studio. But yeah, it was nice to have the two weeks. And also in the studio, because we recorded our first record at the same studio, it had a different name when we did the first one. But, um, but when we got there for the second one, it was... Uh, nicer <laughs> like the, and, we, and we lived and we lived at the studio uh, like above it there was like an apartment up there that we lived at um while recording it so it was like this really immersive experience it's not like we were going in recording and then driving somewhere else to a hotel or something we were like living and working there it was it was fucking rad i mean it was, yeah it was great also, there was this incredible little restaurant like right next door that was. Oh uh, my god! It <laughs> yes, was, it was a Chinese and Mexican food restaurant. Uh, okay. Like literally, they, <laughs> so the the decor was split. I think it actually said Chimex was the their brand. They called it <laughs> uh, Chimex. The uh, if you if you walk in and face the counter, the left hand side of the room was decorated with uh, Mexican themed decor, and the right side was uh, Chinese themed decor, and the menu was very similar. Uh, but you could also mix it up if you wanted. You could get like tacos and egg rolls, or like you know, yeah, <laughs> whatever oh, the so fuck good. You it was so good. The food was amazing. So Kung Pao enchiladas. Because it's this yeah, it was called tiny little town was called, uh, called Eudora. That's like. 45 minutes from uh, from KC and just outside of Lawrence and this place was called the Jasmine and I hope it's still around because that would, like that was a, a rare gem yeah, yeah it was awesome yeah like your favorite hole in the wall diner at like a random stop and it's just it's just kind of like feels like home kind of thing yeah there's nice. also like a a butcher shop like meat meat market down the street too I mean this is literally not even a one stop like like 
town. Yeah. It's a one-stop sign town. <laughs> and uh, they had their own, like, butcher meat market there, which was freaking great. Like, I, I don't remember. Uh, I think we got, like, some sausages there or something like that once, and it was... I mean, because we didn't have like a lot of money to spend on, you know, high quality meat, but it was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, given that, the location, that $5, I don't remember this at yeah, all. Yeah, $5 a day only yeah. goes so far, you know. $5 per diem. <laughs> given the location, they probably could have just opened the back door and had an animal wander in and like do the butching. Butching? Do the butching right there. Butching. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is that a term? No, it's not. It's not. It is now. <laughs> the butcher yeah. butches? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, on that note, uh, I think we need to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor this week. Uh, But when we come back, we will be talking more with Long Since Forgotten about their record Standing Room Only. So stay tuned. The Storyteller Series is a podcast bringing back classic radio theater, featuring engaging storytelling delivered to you monthly. From narrated tales to character-driven stories performed by multiple voice actors, all will bring you on an audible journey. Join us at StorytellerSeriesPodcast.com or wherever you get podcasts.
so we're back hey hey hi hello hey. everyone's back I never that was left. a really good sponsor uh, that was a great sponsor this week um <clears throat> i for, i don't know who it was because <laughs> it hasn't happened yet check those in notes. real time the, the I, dick I, cream i think i want to know <laughs> i think i know but i don't want to spoil it for you guys said stick team did you say dick cream stick 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 stick, stick team stick, stick team. ball <laughs> Ball team. <laughs> so <laughs> you can edit uh, all that out. <laughs> I won't. Damn it. <laughs> so what song do we hear coming back from the break? We do another what song. Tell me. Were you just talking about the weird bass thing for that? I don't know. Were we? Um, the the. I don't know. I was peeing. We were. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Uh, I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh yeah, we were trying to we we're trying to remember this cool piece of gear that Caleb used. Um I honestly think I think we ended up using it at the end of Broken Record because of all the I think he was actually modulating or playing with the different modulation effects. Yeah. In between like you he's like Caleb play this like the D E or sorry, the the D C pattern. And keep keep going, and you, you, I think you were playing it for almost like five minutes straight. Yeah, just two and notes he just over and over again. Just took the clip that worked. Uh, what was what was the name of that? The bass micro synth. Yeah, the bass micro synth yeah. by Electroharmonics. What a cool our, pedal. Our sponsor this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, check out our Amazon affiliate link in the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool. So that's a cool random just anecdote from the from this the the way we were kind of thinking of ways to blend the songs and that was a random like a random thing that we'd thought of like how are we going to blend you know i think we somehow decided that those two songs were going to go back i don't remember how or why but um it ended up working really well yeah, that uh recording good, this good, record good story, made Josh. me really want to like buy a bunch of gear and like mess with sounds like that live. Uh, and I never did. And that's an even worse well, story than we yours. Were all poor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Obviously the music helped us financially. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> clearly. Yes. Just raking it in. <laughs> so I, so sorry, which song did we hear coming back? No one actually answered that question. We just kind of started talking about bass synthesizers. Yeah, I tried to. Josh was talking about another. The, are we doing another? Broken record was the track Josh was just talking about. So is that the one we heard coming back from the I break? I would hope so because otherwise it would be really oh. weird to have talked about it. That's fair. <laughs> so I yeah, guess sorry. Broken record. God, that, that broken record song we just heard. Guys. <laughs> do you want to? <laughs> Kitsy, do you want a cleaner version of this? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we? <laughs> no, it's fine. We, we we got what we need. Okay. We'll figure it out. Great. Do we want a cleaner version? We sound like dummies. <laughs> My one regret. Well, you know, I just want you. I just want you guys to sound authentic as your true selves. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally disorganized. Yeah. Well, there it yeah. is. Yeah. Thank My, you. My Some one cool regret. Stuff about. Oh, go ahead. My turn. <laughs> Caleb's turn. <laughs> My one regret about this track is that I didn't realize when we recorded it, or like even for years afterwards, that the chorus was basically the. Uh, exactly the same as a Gin Blossom song. Uh, and that song has a really dope bass line that I could have ripped off, and I didn't. And <laughs> I, I, just, yeah, I, I have to live with that, that forever. That you didn't rip someone <laughs> yeah, off? Yeah, you do. Never miss an opportunity to rip someone off, Steve. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I, mean, I like your bass part. I, I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about this record, I, in my head, because we spent so much time on guitar tones for this record, and I think it shows, which I'm very yes. happy about. Yeah. Um, I I was like, I kind of wanted it to sound like Gin Blossoms with like really like crunchy ACDC guitars, you know? And obviously we don't, it's not like the, it's not like the sharpness of a, you know, a JCM, you know, Plexi or whatever, Marshall Plexi amp. But I think, um, I think it really, even though the songs at heart are just kind of like basic pop songs, they kind of, it's almost like our own, I think that was kind of like our, us carving a little niche in that space, you know, like yeah. no one was just like, like all the bands that we were playing with, they sounded like either like Midwest emo kind of stuff, mathy or, or like, gosh, I don't know, like the, like the punkier versions. And we were like, almost like unashamed fans of like Goo Goo Dolls and Jim Blossoms and Foo Fighters. And that's the kind of stuff that we blended with the, the emo-ish kind of music that we were into. Now, when you say JCM, you mean John Cougar Mellencamp, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Clearly. <laughs> well, there was one, I mean... Fun fact, that's uh, that's where Marshall <laughs> that's got the actually, name from. Yeah. yeah, that's who they named the amp after. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. Yeah. <laughs> really quick kind of... That was originally his signature series amplifier. <laughs> uh, You're just saying the, stuff the, while I'm uh, taking sips of water now to the, make you but spit the, it. Spit take. Yeah. But, the, they, but, but, uh, but uh, John and, and Marshall had a falling out, so they had to just short it to JCM. <laughs> Because uh, the, the the contract never actually went through, so that not not a lot of people know that fact. <laughs> and that's and I, that's why you never see him playing one because uh, exactly he's just that's so exactly pissed about why. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fun fact. Well, well, really quick though, and not necessarily related to this song, but um, <laughs> like you were talking about taking time for guitar tones, and we talked about before that we had a lot more time yes. in the studio. Like I felt like with this record as opposed to the first one, like we were much more of like a fully formed band when we went in and had taken the time to really kind of, you know, like write these songs and work on them more. And then, then in the studio, got to spend a lot more time doing that as well to, to try to create the greatest thing that we could at that point in time. Yeah. And cool. so it just, it felt more like, I, this sounds fucking stupid, but it sounded more real when we were recording that. Cause it was like, I felt like a better musician and I know you guys were. Oh yeah. Compared to the yeah. first one, and again we had more time and blah blah blah. But it it just really, uh, it was a much different experience than the first record. And yeah. thinking about the tones, I mean, whenever I listen back to this, I hear my my bass stuff, and the tone is so like rich and growly. And like I was still playing the uh, the Getty Jazz at the time, which played really well and had a great tone, but it wasn't as like oomphy as the the P bass that I got after we recorded this. But I listen back to him like, I did a really fucking great job with those tones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think one of my favorite things about this record is how fucking good it sounds. Like, everything sounds exactly how I want instruments to sound. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the guitars sound like I want guitars to sound. The bass sounds like I want a bass to sound. The drums sound like I want drums to sound. Like, it's all just so well produced. And it's 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 very clear listening to it that y'all took uh, a lot of time and care into uh, getting those sounds just right. Well, I think one of my proudest moments in this band was, and I don't, I don't think this is anything else besides like like nerds that actually knew this was our actual was a website. 
Uh, but Ed had a website. I think it was just edrose.com or something like that. Yeah. And he would just take nerdy notes on like production and stuff like that. Like some, sometimes he would have, it was like a blog, like his own blog. Mm -hmm. And he would even like, put references to you know what eq changes he made that day on certain things right just like random notes that like if you were into his recording process it would it was fascinating and after we had finished recording and he got like the masters back and all this stuff he's he said on this blog the new long since forgotten record is the best thing i've ever recorded like the best sounding oh, wow. or best sound not the best thing but the best sounding thing he's ever done and I was just like, that's mind blowing because yeah. of all the like the fans we were of his earlier work. Um, but that quickly changed after he finished the Get Up Kids Guilt Show record like a month <laughs> later because yeah. he said, oh, this is the best sounding thing I've ever done. <laughs> but for, for about one month, we were the best sounding thing he said he's ever done. <laughs> but a way you could look at that is that he learned how to make that sound with you guys like you helped them develop that and then the get up kids just kind of came in we're like we're gonna use this yeah and you know they hadn't actually they've been stretch, recording stuff I, I mean, if you wanna, <laughs> yeah if you want to paint that picture i'll i'll look at it yeah but <laughs> i'm cool with that like fuck i mean if you listen to the to on a wire and then listen to the the guilt show i mean you can definitely see that production style because the the guilt show and then you know something to write home about those were all recorded with like different producers like even though they owned mm -hmm. the studio they still recorded with other people and then they recorded at their own studio for guilt show and ed produced it like after we did ours and it just it just has that kind of polish to it that i really like so it's it's like it's almost like the get up kids heard your record and we're like <laughs> oh shit we need to record with that this time no that's <laughs> It's no, got to be no what happened. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's <laughs> that has probably to be it. it. Or he's just, just like we we have this awesome producer that lives in our studio, yeah. basically. <laughs> Rewriting history right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people have said it. That's what our people have said it. Yeah, yeah. it's been said. It's, uh, it's like pe people are saying it. Thirty seconds ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's. Do I the keep best explaining part? your jokes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you mansplaining? I am so our sorry. Joke? It's okay. <laughs> Steve's planning. Yeah, Steve's planning. <laughs> it's like you're talking. getting it right there with everyone else. It is. Yeah. You just. Yeah. Wow. So wow. So there's a there's a story from your touring days that I absolutely love. Oh no. And I'm going to use this podcast as a vehicle to get this story to as many people as possible. Oh, God. Uh, and so I'm hoping Caleb, you indulge me by telling the pizza in story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, we were uh, we were on tour. Um, was it for this record? Had we had we written? Uh, Jared, we had, Jared we had, was with us, so I think yeah. we were touring on tour this record. Yeah. This. yeah, yeah. So we were we were touring on this record, and we were uh, booked to play in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And on our uh, itinerary that we printed out before leaving, uh, we had listed that we were playing at the Pizza Inn. In Carlsbad. So as we're rolling into town, uh, I was checking up on all the details and making sure that Jeff had the directions and whatnot. And someone yelled from the back of the van, where are we playing tonight? And I said, uh, we're playing at the, uh, the Pizza Inn in Carlsbad. To which our buddy Jared, who uh, you heard earlier on the Tape Waves episode, <laughs> replied, you're not playing at a Pizza Inn. I was like, well, yeah, it says right here on the itinerary. <laughs> He's like, you're not playing at a fucking Pizza Inn. 
like, okay, whatever, dude. So we get to town, we roll up to the pizza inn and I hopped out to uh, check in with the venue and see what we needed to do for load in. <clears throat> I was like, hi, we're long since forgotten. We're here to play tonight. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah, we, we've got a show booked. We, uh, I can never fucking remember the dude's name, so we'll just call him Bob. And I was like, yeah, we, uh, we, it's right here on the paper. Look, <laughs> we, uh, we confirmed with with Bob. Oh, yeah, Bob does that. Uh, sometimes he just books shows and doesn't tell us. I'm like, okay, cool. They're like, well, I mean, if you want, come on in. Like, we'll give you pizza and like you can hang out, whatever. I'm like, right, thank you. So I go back to the van. And I was like, so there's been a problem. And I just hear, I told you you weren't playing in a pizza inn. <laughs> <laughs> so fair point. So we go in and sit down. We're eating our, our free pizza. And uh, Jeff wanders off to use the, the restroom. And we're sitting and watching this employee of the pizza inn, who's just this massive, like, muscular dude with a, like, completely smooth-shaved head. Uh, and he's breaking down boxes. But he's not using a box cutter or scissors or anything like that. He's just fucking punching these boxes. Like, he's got some <laughs> shit to work through. And those boxes are somebody's face to him. <laughs> and so we're, we're kind of scared of this guy. Like, he's very intimidating. And so we're, we're having a conversation, and... Um, Josh decides that he's going to go and try to uh, prank Jeff when Jeff comes out of the restroom. So he stands outside the restroom door. And as soon as the door opens, Josh, ah! and we hear, Whoa! <laughs> and it's the dude from the pizza inn just like doubled over in terror. And Josh loses. Like, I'm sorry. I thought you were my friends. <laughs> we just hear Jeff from the, from inside the bathroom somewhere just, Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) oh totally yeah in case it wasn't clear like the dude that ended up being scared by josh was the same guy who was breaking down the box it's like violently like (laughs) oh are you explaining jokes now yeah (laughs) well he didn't say it was the same guy he just said the dude from pizza inn (laughs) it's it's the dude uh but it gets no it was bob i'm kidding (laughs) because a couple weeks later maybe that guy was bob i mean maybe Maybe he just didn't in, want in to that case, he it. fucking deserved it. Yeah, yeah. fuck that guy. Uh, a couple <laughs> weeks later, we're we're on the road and we stop at a rest stop, and uh, Steve goes in to use the restroom, and Josh decides he's going to try again. He's like, he's like, Jared, stand here by the uh, by the door and just give me a signal when Steve's coming out. And Jared's just like, okay, whatever. And uh, I was standing off to the the side, just waiting, and I see Jared give a like a nod, and Josh jumps out. Wah! And we're here. It's this like 60 year old enormous truck driver dude who about has a fucking heart attack and just like leans over, like grabs Josh, like he's dying. And Josh again, I'm sorry, I thought you were my friends. And Jared falls on the ground laughing. He knew exactly what was happening. Uh, and a couple yeah, minutes later. A couple minutes later, Steve comes out and Josh tries to scare him. <laughs> Steve's just like, just get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm standing with Jared as like the lookout to see who's coming out the door. And Jared, like the door opens and Jared doesn't even wait to see who it is. He just like gives the signal. <laughs> and you see this giant guy. You see this. He's like probably 350 in suspenders. Like this, oh, yeah. like 
<laughs> big trucker coming out the door. And I go, that's not, that's not Steve. And he goes, too late. <laughs> <laughs> too late now. Oh, my God. So we actually, uh, a couple of years ago, released a, uh, a B-Sides EP that has a, a couple of tracks that didn't make the cut for this record uh, that we recorded in the same session. Uh, and we, we called that, I'm sorry, I thought you were my friend. Because if you don't know the story, it seems emo as fuck. <laughs> but if you do, <laughs> yeah. I never made that connection. Yeah. 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 Inside jokes all over. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were my friend. I'm sorry. I thought you were my friend. I also see. I love that. I love that response. Like, like Josh, I love your your. Like, I'm sorry. I thought you were my friend. Is someone you just spooked? Because it's almost like you're like their reaction. You're just like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were friends. <laughs> Can we be friends now? Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> that guy wanted nothing to do with you. He got the fuck no. out of that oh, rest no. stop as he, fast he, as his legs would yeah. carry him. After his cardiac arrest subsided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do sometimes worry. And that's how long since forgotten killed a trucker. <laughs> yeah. I worry sometimes that we may have seriously impacted his health. For the sake oh of the God, very you funny see on the story. news, serial killer <laughs> randomly giving pedestrians cardiac arrest. <laughs> Truck driver suffers heart attack yeah. after uh, after encounter with legendary rock band. Oh my yeah. God. Christ. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Amazing. That seems like a a good story to end on. We got more songs, motherfucker. We can end on that. We're not done. (laughs) Yeah, at least one more. Oh god. I can't. Well, we we could do one more, or we could just uh, talk about the the new song. Whatever you guys want to do. It's up up to you. It's really up to you. This is your hour. Anybody have any other? like standout tracks they want to well, I think or? we should at least mention like another song because Steph sings on that
the thing to pay attention to in this song is um, uh, our friend Stephanie Gunther is singing on this track, um, who also has an awesome band right now called Desert. Was Desert it? Sharks. Desert Those guys Sharks. are badass motherfuckers. That band is awesome. Which you should try to get them on your show and talk about their last, their latest release. I think it's called Gold or something like that. But it's it's pretty fucking awesome. If you if you like the punk rock, you will love this. Um, it's very like, it's very like punk rock meets Riot Girl meets garage rock. It's really really cool shit. Um, yeah. And you need to yeah, check I'm it in. out. I'm so I've in. Actually, so, let's do it. I've been it, wanting to have them it's on. It's a baby but, Death Gold Stadium, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it has. I know that the record is like gold or something on the front. It just look. It looks like you're about to get no, into it, like it is. Some, it's like, like it's baby's baby death gold stadium. Baby babies. death gold stadium. Yeah, I think it's because it's a uh, it's a tribute to all the venues in Brooklyn that they were playing at the time. Nice. And so they took uh, you know uh, chunks from each of those venue names, and that's what mm-hmm. the that's what the title is. Um, another fun fact trivia. Uh, if you ever watched, um, what is it, Gotham on CW? They were the backing band in oh, a couple yeah. of the, like the nightclub scenes. Yeah. Oh no so, way! Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's kind of crazy. Like um, I don't remember what episodes that falls in. I never, I haven't watched the show, but um, I know that if you like go to Desert Sharks, uh, you know, Instagram or like social media, there's definitely some uh, some references in there, and you can you can go find it from there. Yeah, so I mean, so I, I think that's the the point of all this is to check out her voice, check out if you can find it. Edison Clio, they were like a like a emo screamo kind of band. She did not do any of the screaming. Our friend Jared, the bass player, did all the screaming in that band. But they were very, you know, they're very like happy, kind of upbeat, you know, emo screamo kind of stuff. Um, but it's just really cool because she kept kind of going and persisting and doing really cool stuff with her musical career after, you know, after our whole generation stopped doing this, this thing. So, um, yeah, and I think she, her voice fits really well. You know, it's, it's almost like kind of interesting hearing her voice in those three different contexts, like this, this kind of like poppy song and then like her old band and then, in the punk rock genre, you know, yeah. it's really neat. Well, and she, so she sang on another song and then also on uh, Euclid crashed another yeah. track on the album. And then also, I think didn't well. Clio played the CD release show, right? Yes. Yeah. So she sang on the songs at the release show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What January two thousand four? <laughs> Dude, that release show was so fun. Yes. There's video footage. Tell somewhere. us more. <laughs> I'm about that just, show. Well, it was yeah. a fucking blizzard, <laughs> yeah. and a shit ton of people showed up. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah, I think that was that was the most surprising part about our CD release show for that. Yeah, it was like we had people that flew in from Seattle, like from the record label to, to hang out with us. Um, we had uh, just all of our local band friends like sh- play the show. I think there was like got five or six bands to play just because yeah. we just wanted every one of our friends to just be a part of it, you know, and for other people that liked us to see them because we're like, hey, this is a whole bunch of people that influence us that you need to know about. Um, and Edison Clio did a tour, like a two-week tour, just to play the show with us, and it was really cool of them to do that. And they're troopers because Michigan is just as snowy as you know upstate New York, so I think they they handled it pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> but it was literally a legit a blizzard, and we're like, "Fuck, no one is going to come to this." There's like two feet of snow on the ground, and I think as a as a collective, we were just so stoked because it was, it was like a 500 person venue, and we basically sold it out, and we were 
like how did yeah we, was, how did anyone even come to nice. see the show yeah you know? it, was, it was a really good feeling yeah so that's, also, that was uh, another awesome. proud moment of us and there's yeah. video from that show of uh of mike taking over your guitar part for prize fighter was that that show that was that yeah show. i think it is that show oh no yeah. that was a that was a different show but are you sure i know what you mean yeah because uh, I, I wasn't wearing same the, venue. I wasn't wearing the sleeveless shirt, the American Hot Wax shirt. Uh, did you go sleeveless? Was that CD release show? You yeah. had long ass hair too. I did. I had long hair, and then, <laughs> and then the video with Mike. I'm wearing. I have really short hair for some reason. I think I think, I, I, think I got a haircut. Yeah, I think you cut it. I mean, that's probably yeah, why. What happens? Is that how that happens? I thought the hair just like retracts. I don't. It's been it's been a long time. Uh, sometimes it falls out. It has. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. That's what happens with me. Intro. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe y'all cut your hair, but I, you know, it just falls out for me. So you know. uh, yeah, mine too. Unfortunately, yeah. I know. Have you guys ever heard of a floby? <laughs> it's a suck cut. <laughs> it really well, is. Well, it certainly does suck. <laughs> Let's combine a vacuum cleaner oh. and shears. There we what go. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's from fucking Wayne's World, man. You never seen that? No, I have. I don't remember shit. <laughs> all right. All, ever. You haven't seen Wayne's World? Oh, I have. I just don't remember anything. Oh. So, so we <laughs> maybe cut that part out. Fuck. <laughs> Everything that's embarrassing for Steve, cut it out. Yeah, I just, yeah, this whole thing is embarrassing for me. <laughs> <laughs> we talked. It's okay. We'll take the most embarrassing moments and and put those in like a super cut for our Patreon. Oh, that's Sweet. Fine. I appreciate yeah, that. That sounds that great. Would be wonderful. That way, that way, we're directly profiting off of your suffering. <laughs> Thank you. Instead I of just having it suffer for you. That's yeah. fucking great. Should we get super cuts to uh, sponsor the super cut? Super, yes. that's a great idea. Super deep cut. You're listening to the um, supercut. Supercut. <laughs> uh, we talked a lot about the uh, the tones for this record and the the paints that we put into it. Uh, this the the intro for that song for another song uh, didn't exist before we recorded this in the studio. I think we would just kind of like count off and go right into it. Uh, but I, I imagine it was probably Ed's idea because Ed had lots of great ideas when we were there. Uh, but we sat down and we'd already finished recording all the bass parts and he hands me this like, like home built, like cob job bass that he'd put together from different parts that he lovingly referred to as Franken bass that somehow sounded amazing. It had this just really warm tone and just felt really great to play. And like, we wrote this little like baseline intro part and then like Jeff sat with some just rich trim and played that lead over it and just everything came together so beautifully. And that's, like one of my favorite moments on the entire record is that intro because of like how well it just came Same. together. And it was totally like not so much an afterthought as like a loving postscript. Yeah. Oh, totally. I totally agree. And I don't remember, was that the, was that just like another little eight inch speaker they had kicking around the, um, kicking around the studio for the trem or did we use that silver tone amp that you guys had and brought on that tour? Uh, I think it was just one that they had because he had tons of just just random it was, gear sitting all all around. Like I remember, yeah, it was our, our first record, Josh, where you played through like Twiggy Ramirez's cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually this this record. All, was it this my, record? all my guitar tones are a um, a Soldano HR50 plugged into a, a overdriving um, a like an old Marshall 810 cabinet that was once that was 
owned by Andy from Hot Rod Circuit that he had acquired from Twiggy from Marilyn Manson. It's such a weird chain of <laughs> events wow. for that gear to be on her record. Yeah, and there was just there was always gear like that around because my when we did our first record, my bass that I had at the time was total garbage, and uh, we had no time for that. So Ed just hands me. He says in quotes, uh, "My buddy Robbie's bass," and it's fucking Robbie Poe from the Get Up Kids. So like, I got to play that, and that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, the little tremolo part that uh, I'm playing at the beginning of that song is. Uh, I mean, we again we wrote that on the fly, and uh, it went through this like little, it went through this little tiny speaker that we put in the hallway. It wasn't in the main room, and it wasn't in like. Uh, any of the isolation booths it was in the hallway that was like connected to the front door and uh i remember going is this is this gonna be all right and he i was like yeah it's fine (laughs) 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 and so like he would and i'm sitting in the control room next to him and playing and i these guys can attest that whenever i try and record something i i don't know what it is but like i can't play the thing like whatever it is like i'm terrible at trying to record it right and so I, he's like, just play this, play this little riff that you, you've written. Like I'm, and uh, just just keep doing it, keep doing it over and over. And and so I'm playing it and playing it, and um, and I mess it up once, and I go, ah, shit! I hold on, let me do it again. And he goes, no, 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 no we're using that. And so he like takes this little mistake that is like now one of my favorite parts of that intro, um, and that's that's what's in it. It's like that was a that was a legit mistake that I did not intend to do. It was just kind of like this muscle like spasm that ended up being another note. <laughs> Would you say I, it I was? A, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I was in the room when you recorded that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was. I mean, I I listened to that. I listened to myself play that, and I went, "Ah, crap! He's going to yell at me." And uh, he uh, he's like, "No, no, no! We're using that." And like, it was just little cut paste, cut paste, and it was. That's that's what you hear now. Which that's is, what everyone says when they record with Kitsy. Oh crap, he's gonna yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> I suck. <laughs> that's why no one wants to record with me anymore. Mm. Or, or the, a pandemic. That's probably more. I, that could be it. That's everyone's excuse, but I know what the real reason is. Because <laughs> you, you make them play well. <laughs> yeah. You demand yeah. excellence. So. I do. I demand nothing but excellence. And hey, speaking of excellence, y'all have a new track out. We do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we? Should we? Should we talk about it? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any specific questions regarding the track, or what's it called? <laughs> How does it go? <laughs> what's, it? what's the story behind it? <laughs> the name. Can you can you all play it for me Josh, real quick? If you could like just... live. You probably know. I probably know. Well, I mean, you well, I know the name. It's called This Quiet. This Quiet. Well, it's that song is old. It was um, so after our third record, which was called The Theft, that came out in 2007. Yeah. So we were trying to write shit for a fourth record. And um, so This Quiet started uh, like a lot of our songs do. Josh kind of has like a riff and then you know, mess around with it or whatever. But we were in his attic at an old house that he lived in in Syracuse trying to kind of demo stuff. And we ran through that song a few times, probably more than a few times. And I don't even remember how you recorded it. You like, you set up some mics on my drums and we were just, it was meant to just be a reference, like Mm -hmm. a demo of a demo. 
and kind of over the years, you've kind of added shit to it and re-recorded your parts, and these and Jeff and Caleb have re-recorded their parts on it, but the drums on it are from 2008. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so, like a shitty oh, setup, wow. and then, you know, with the wonders of technology. Kitsy, you know, you know that setup. That's where we recorded the hideout stuff in that attic. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to ask if that was the same yeah, attic. Same yeah. It was honestly probably within a year of us recording hideout oh, wow. stuff that we had recorded the drums for that track. Yeah, because yeah, so this was like, like wow. I said this was like the last long since forgotten song because we had, like were kind of like things were falling apart around us at that point and like we wrote this one yeah. and then uh, also uh, a perfect world which is on that B sides EP that we talked about, um, but then like that's basically when we unofficially called it quits, uh, which is why you would have had that recording set up so that, and then done the, the hideout stuff because it was like the same year. There's a yeah, we there, did a bunch of shit then that I don't know how to, if it's still around, but I think we had a I had a really and, and I was I'm terrible at mastering, but I did a quick like bounce of that song out of the original logic. Whoa. What happened? Can you hear me? Yeah. I can yeah. hear you. Oh. You okay? You're good. Hold on a second. Let me start over. I sat on my headphones <laughs> <laughs> there we go it's a weird finicky yank, cable yank over here for out. this because uh, it's got okay. the three ring and the other thing only has the two ring okay. connector i thought, thought you're gonna be like yeah the last half hour didn't get recorded um <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> shit Surprise. we gotta do this whole shit. thing Are we again supposed to record this yeah. <laughs> um i remember us like steve uh i remember his performance being really cool on the on that demo and i was like Man, I was in, it was I was inspired after he left and I recorded like guitars and like a really like rough bass track and like a bunch of vocals and stuff like that on it. Um, you know, you know how how song goes. And then I did a quick bounce and I just threw it on MySpace. I'm like, "Hey, here's a demo we're working on." And I I don't know if it's still there or not. I don't know if you guys have know where the if does MySpace exist? If, yeah, if it's sucks. still there. MySpace does still exists, really? but if a few years ago they had some kind of issue where they lost like most of the music that was on MySpace. Uh, mm. So if that was the only place you had your music. Mm. So I mean, I still have a copy sorry, of the old probably bounce, gone. but this the one I, we released the other day sounds way better. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll just pretend that other one didn't yeah, exist. It looks that pretty blank. Really exist. looks pretty blank to me. Oh, I don't know if you can see that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, MySpace is, is pretty much dead at this point, I'd Shot. say. They, did like a complete UI overhaul, which is actually like kind of nice, but then like the site is just a, a dumpster fire of like malicious ads and like porn bots. Well, when like you I, let like the users inject their own code to like change stuff, I mean, that's kind of asking for it. Oh my God. I have no idea what's <laughs> yeah. going on on this website. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I mean, just throw your phone away now, Josh. Yeah. I think yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's tainted forever. Yeah, I think your phone has the COVID. <laughs> it has our music on here, but it's like phone, phone the theft runner. like five times. <laughs> it's so fucking yeah, weird. That sounds about right. Oh man. So anyway, this quiet was yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> so back to the actual song. But yeah, so if you were if you were around back then, you might have already heard this song. But this is a but not like this. I, I was kind of joking that it took me you know ten years to actually mix this song and be happy with it because I've I've tried over the years several times and you know keep coming back to it and this. I feel like 
you know, as, as you know, Kitsy, you know, we learn, we learn new techniques, we learn, Mm -hmm. you know, we find cool plugins that kind of, you know, spark a creative, uh, a palette, you know, that, you know, we choose to work in. And, um, for me, I think it was sound toys as a side reference, sound toys, plugins. I just kind of acquired a bunch of their stuff and they have a very nice analog vibe. And I, I used uh, a bunch of their stuff on this, on this new mix and, yeah, I, I was finally just like very happy with it. So, I think you were telling me about those plugins last time I was in Syracuse. Yeah, yeah, they're they're wonderful, very wonderful. Some but yeah, let's wonderful. check out let's check out this quiet and uh, yeah, so yeah, see what you think. Yeah, listen to the quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. So uh, before we wrap up here, do you guys have anything uh, anything you want to plug? Any social media? Any upcoming projects? Uh, recipes that you're really into right now. <laughs> are, we, are we writing a new record? Is that happening? And are we allowed to talk? We are currently definitely demoing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's there's been a bunch of uh, there's been a bunch of songwriting going on. Uh, obviously, because people have found themselves with a lot of spare time on their hands recently, and. Uh, I think we just all kind of started bouncing ideas off of each other. And um, I th- right now Steve is in town because w- he's putting down some like actual Steve drum tracks instead of just the, you know, I, I, I don't even, how are you doing this in GarageBand? Like on the demos, like you're just like programming stuff in GarageBand? Yeah, before being here, yeah. Yeah. And now it's he's actually gets to, you know, play his drum set mic'd up, which is nice, so... Uh, where they go from here, we'll see. But like you know, stuff's stuff's going on. We've been well, that's pretty talking cool. about for ten fucking years. Like, hey, we need to make another album. And then, <laughs> well, yeah, they're like, yeah, that sounds great, and then it never happens. So we'll see. I re- I realize that touring right now is is kind of the last thing on anyone's mind. But can we uh, can we maybe expect a tour if a new album comes out? Maybe if uh, touring is a thing that can happen again. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, I don't think anybody's really opposed to it. Uh, it's uh, we need to go to Japan again. Yeah, I mean, yes. There's there's some obvious places that we would love to go play again, see some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I you know, we were actually <laughs> planning a tour in Japan for the spring, and that never happened because of obvious reasons. But yeah, yeah. So yes, it's. Because of because uh, of the the international incident that Caleb caused that got you all banned from the country yeah. forever. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, he pulled yeah. a Nazi Osborne. You know, Kitsy, if you want to jump on the base for that tour. Hey now, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Caleb, oh, fuck. Caleb's, Caleb's been banned. Oh, you're still on this call. Hear us. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys so much for coming on our podcast. Thank you for well, thank you thanks for having us. Uh, well, well, thank thank you, Josh, uh, Steve, and Jeff. Caleb, I'm not thanking you because you're legally obligated to be here anyway. <laughs> so, nice. you thank me, goddammit. No. Okay. I refuse. Okay. I'll thank me. Caleb, thanks I, for being here. Oh, no, thanks for having me. It's been great. <laughs> I was going to thank you, but then you did that. Yeah, not now, you <laughs> self-aggrandizing little... Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> So now, now I'm confused. Uh, I, I don't know what to do here, Caleb, because normally I would ask you to like do do your host duties on, on the in the end of the podcast here, but I don't know if I can do that no. now because you're a guest this time. Yes. No? no. Well, the interview is yes. officially over, so his his job is you know in that in that yeah. realm is done. He's he's free, right? That's yeah. fair. 
just copy and paste his outro from a previous episode. <laughs> yeah, it'll get real confusing. I mean, we do say the same shit every week, so it's fine. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to end this one now. This is weird. Oh, I guess we could plug other bands. There you go. Yeah, plug some bands that you guys like. Um, if uh, if you guys are are going to, I hope you guys do a uh, a review of the new Home album that just randomly dropped out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you like that band. Uh, I've never heard that band, but I'm definitely open to You've doing never it. Heard of Hum? Oh, Hum! I thought you said Home. Oh no, no Hum. 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 Yes. No, we could do that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, you should probably talk about your other fucking band too, right? Do you say speaking oh. of Home. Oh <laughs> well, you know, there's that. <laughs> uh, Caleb, Jeff, and I have a uh, band we sometimes do called Sympathy. And if you like long sense stuff, you probably will like sympathy. Um, I think that's fair. It's kind of just like a a Uh, continued outlet for songwriting while we weren't doing stuff, you know, but yeah. And, and is it like, like, why isn't Steve allowed in that band? He just wasn't around. (laughs) Well, to be fair, Caleb's not not really around either. Yeah. Honestly, like me and, Kurt a bit we're talking about doing a band for a long time and we finally we were like it was just basically us two for a while writing songs and then um our buddy Jake we I I saw him in the Apple store one time after not seeing him for like 10 years or something crazy like that and I was like hey do you want to play bass in a band he's like yeah dude it's cool (laughs) just basically (laughs) that's how Jake sounds that's how Jake sounds yeah Yeah. man sure um so yeah that's how the band started then that I was in the band yeah, and then Caleb, yeah, he randomly moved back to Syracuse um, and uh, was in the band for like two years and then moved back to St. Louis, and we still say he's in the band. Because <laughs> yeah. I am. And yeah. then Jeff Jeff moved here, and then <laughs> be, be rude he's to in the say band. that I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if Steve moved here, we would just have two drummers. <laughs> or yeah. he would play the sleigh bells. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Now, now what, if, what if I moved up there then? What, then what would happen? We would have seven people on the stage, John. Yeah. That's that's what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck I mean, yeah. Bring that tambourine. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do this. <laughs> be actually kind of sick. <laughs> I'd yeah. be fine with like eight guitars. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's just some fun stuff. We you did could a show do. with five with three guitar players at one time and it was awesome. Yeah, it sounded it was pretty good. Cuz I mean that's how the of recordings usually go. There's like acoustic and like two electrics and when, then a sympath a yeah. true, show? True. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that. Cool. Well, we'll put a link to Sympathy's music in the show notes as well. Um, and there's this awesome band called The Hideout that there's no released music anywhere except for probably MySpace. <laughs> it, it's gone. I've tried to find it. It's uh, not there. Have you even on the Wayback Machine? The, the, MySpace ate the music, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but I hear a rumor, Josh, that you're going to remix The Hideout stuff. <laughs> I'm going to try. If I get, it might be if I get some time, I'm going to see what we can do. And it might be coming out later this year, perhaps. For I know there's a lot Maybe. of people that, you know, 10 people that used to work with us that are very excited about the uh, remix, yes. remastered hideout <laughs> material. Nice. <laughs> uh, I, that was yeah. a fun project, though. That was. I, I wish we had had more time to, like, actually make yeah. that a thing. Because... It, it shines so bright and burned out so fast. Very true. Very true. 
That's how it goes, though. Can't be that yeah. hot for that long. John Ryan, there, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if you want to. Maybe I should stop recording. But there's a story <laughs> that John Ryan tells all the time about me loading gear. Like uh, it was like <laughs> we were. Please keep we recording. We were playing at the Westcott Community Center, uh, which you know, just a little like floor show place in uh, Syracuse. And we, I was. We were like bringing our gear out, and I decided I was just going to take the the. I don't know. It was your 810 Ampeg base cabinet, which is, you know, like a hundred pounds. Um, roll it out myself and lift it up into the, I think it was a minivan. I don't know whose minivan it was. I know. I think it was, we were using the old long since van and I just kind of like shoved it in the back of the van. But the way I picked it up, <laughs> I, I tilted it towards me. Cause you know how the handles are on the each side and mm-hmm. <laughs> I lift it up and John, John's saying, this is how he tells it. And then Josh stress farted from picking up <laughs> the yeah. base cabinet. It was like, as he was walking into the van, he just hears. <laughs> That's gold. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was the time your base cabinet made me fart. Nice. <laughs> There's so much wow. pressure, man. <laughs> God damn. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a podcast. Yeah, that's that's a podcast. Right that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Caleb, I'll figure out an outro and record it later, <laughs> or something. I don't know. If this uh, if this episode hasn't completely turned you off to uh, oh to podcasts God. as a whole, uh, you can check out our other shows over at nightshiftradio.com/slash/shows. Uh, and stepping back into my host duties, if you care at all what I have to say, you can find me on social media at Caleb Micah. Uh, Kitsy, where can they find you? Oh, uh, you can find me at uh, Twitter and Instagram at Hey Kitsy. Hey Kitsy. Hey Caleb and whoever else said <laughs> Hey Kitsy. <laughs> I didn't catch which one of you it was, but hey. Uh, you can also find our podcast at leftofthedial.fm where you can listen to this episode and past episodes and get show notes for everything we've ever talked about uh, and probably a few things we haven't. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Left of the Dial PC. Uh, the PC does still stand for podcast. Uh, Ted Leo has been spreading this vicious rumor about us, but it is, in fact, a podcast. It always has been and always will be. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't didn't we say yep. that we want to like we really want to smooth this over, Ted? Just yeah, come and talk to us, please. I don't even. You know what, Caleb? I don't even remember how this this feud of of ours with Ted Leo even got started. I, just, I, I mean, anymore. he started it. Oh, obviously he did, but I don't remember why. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Like, I wish I knew. Like, I'll be right back. I wish he would tell us. Well, Ted sounds like an asshole. Yeah. I'm with you, well, Caleb. ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, Ted Leo's great. Ted Leo's great. Um, for 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 the record, it, he's never said anything about us. I don't even think he knows we exist. I, it's a joke that started many episodes ago, and I don't remember how or no. why. And it's just been going every episode since. <laughs> well, it just seems like it's been so, there since the inception of time. It, yeah, and like unless he comes on the podcast and like buries the hatchet with us, I I don't see it. Like I don't see it. Yeah. Something. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, this has been Left of the Dial. I've been Kitsy. Caleb has been Koi. Long since forgotten has been legendary. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.